You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. And so Gulich was set up for production so that we just slid back and within about a day and a half, we perforated, it's a seven, seven meter sands, but we perforated five and a half meters of that. We have 74 meters of pay. And just this sand alone, uh, we have a shut-in pressure of 2,000 PSI, so it's overpressured. It tested 16.5 million cubic feet per day, which is the, the highest test we've gotten um, to date. And it's on an initial rate of production now of 6 million uh, cubic feet per day. So it's, um, it's going to be a really, really uh, good producer. And the really interesting thing is 74 meters, we put to 7 meters sand. We still have 67 meters of additional sands that we can perforate um, uh, in the future for production. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Power, speaking today with Trillion Energy CEO Art Halloran, getting an update on two new perforated wells. Well, Art, welcome back onto the program. Congratulations. Uh, you're not only four for four on these new wells, but you're actually exceeding expectations, particularly with these last two wells. Uh, please provide us an update. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. And yeah, I'm really, really happy with the, the results. West Akachoka, as everybody knows, we, we perforated that one and that one tested around 5.8, 5.9 million cubic feet per day. And now it's on production and it's probably on about 3.3 to 3.5. I don't know exactly that one, but the big the big surprise is uh, Gulich. So when we perforate, people think we're just perforating for testing. And the reason why West Akachoka, like it takes time, is we actually set everything up for for production. And so Gulich was set up for production so that we just slid back. And within about a day and a half, we perforated. It's a seven, seven meter sands, but we perforated five and a half meters of that. We have 74 meters of pay. And just this sand alone, uh, we have a shut-in pressure of 2,000 PSI. So it's overpressured. It tested 16.5 million cubic feet per day, which is the, the highest test we have gotten um, to date. And it's on an initial rate of production now of 6 million uh, cubic feet per day. So it's, um, it's going to be a really, really uh, good producer. And the really interesting thing is 74 meters, we perforate the 7 meter sand. We still have 67 meters of additional sands that we can perforate um, uh, in the future for production. So Art, when we spoke first two years ago, in your presentation, there was a steep decline on future production. But th that tail and that steep edge coming out the backside there, it's its not so steep anymore, is it? No, that's right. So when we first started, we had about 22 P20 BCF reserves, and that was a third-party engineering report. And now everybody knows that the year in December 31st this year, we're up to 48 uh, 0.6 uh, a BCF. And that one, what happened there is that we were given, West Akachoka was an expiration before, but because we de-risked it with our wells, it now was classified as an extension. So they gave that as, as uh, reserves. But in that 48.6 BCF is not included the Gulich discovery. And it's because it was drilled after the fact, after December 31st, and so that's the reason why we have done a, an update January 31st, which will capture that that single well. Um, there's going to be a fairly good ad, which I can't say about anything too much about it until we do the release um, next week or the following week. But so we went from 20 to 48.6 BCF. 
to larger. We went from about, um, I believe it was 80 million cubic feet, uh, 80 million US NPV10 to about 450 on the 2P, and now it's going to be higher in uh, January. So we've done some good things, and but it's not reflected in the share price. And, and why I just, it baffles me. So we're at 40 to, to note, we're at about 40 cents Canadian or thereabouts when you and I are chatting. The NPV would be about $1.12 US per share. So you're at least one third of what should be reflected. Any more thoughts you could share? What are investors saying to you? What What's the discrepancy maybe? Um, I think initially it was, they just didn't believe. They thought it was too good of a story. Um, the other other conversation is that there was some large players that were playing the day, daily market. And so they'd buy and sell for a few pennies. Um, when we add up the amount of shares that were sold and like traded hands in the last year, it's like 580 million shares, which is more than we actually have out there. So you can see there's been a lot of uh, trading. And then another thing that I think that shows up is that we are being shorted a fair bit. And so there's a lot of that playing in there too with, with um, people who short. But if you look at the market today, especially in the CSE, the selling part of it is starting to dry up. So there's not these big blocks up for sale anymore. And there's, there's starting to be more buying appetite than than selling. And the way the shares work is you try to create a buyer who wants the shares, but at the same time now, we need to make people want to keep their shares and not um, sell their shares. And I think with these two wells, so now we have four wells for four, um, producing, generating revenue, and now with our reserve report and then our update in the next short while, I'm pretty sure we'll convince people not to sell for 40 cents, 45 cents, or 50 cents. And we're completely self-funding at this point as well, then, for future development. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. And so what would be the cash flow per month in U.S. dollars with these four wells online? Yeah, so the four wells, they're producing, we, we kind of, over a six-month period, and because we're, we're still getting $17, but we thought, okay, maybe it might soften to 15 So we just rounded off um, at a normal well would be like a million dollars. We have $3 million per month, and now with Gulich, we'll probably be you know almost $2 million. So that's $5 million at the low-end revenue. Uh, for the month. And that would be 60 million US per year, assuming you don't have more wells, but we still have, is it nine more wells this year we're going to be bringing online? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. So we have um, two more. So right now the rig is actually, um, has rigged down and it's moving over to uh, um, the the tripod that has Bahanli well. And that one also is a reserve well. It was proved by a vertical well so we know what's what we have there. It's just never been um, produced, and so it'll start spudding, spudding that well, and then it'll move over to Alapili, and then we have six um, side tracks lined up to round it off, and that will take us well into, you know, late two thousand twenty-three. Okay, and when all those come online projections for cash flow per month. We just want to, it's a very simple story here. This is math we're talking about. So what would we be looking at on a per month basis? Our market cap is 150 Canadian as we chat. The analyst that took a look at it says, okay, at, you know, at the low end, we're talking 40, $60 million for 2023. And then for 2024, you're upwards into a 120, you know, $140 million, maybe, 
maybe the price softens a bit, maybe 100 million. So 60, 2023, and then over 100 million, 2024. And that factors in not the reserves, and it doesn't give us any value for the exploration upside. You've identified the stratigraphic targets that you're actively working on, aren't you? Or that, working on so, pro 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 progressing towards drilling them eventually in a 18 months or so. We had a lot of the stratigraphic prospects were defined roughly from the previous work, but we just felt that um, we wanted to de-risk it more, and that's why we're getting the seismic, the 3D seismic reprocessed and more AVO done, and that will be done towards probably um, the fall, and and some of the work will be also earlier. And so, therefore, we'll be able to map the gas saturation in more accurate detail in the structure. And we'll start having some of those uh, rolling out as drillable prospects. And some of them will be probably three or four well pools. And, and that's not included in any of the value or any of the reserves uh, to date. And also, what I mentioned, um, the prospects we also had in the GLJ um, resource report, other than the ones that we've already drilled, the ones that we haven't drilled are also not in that, um, you know, 48 BCF and the, the roughly the four, 430, 450 million US. And that's our percentage. It, they're not included in that. Mm -hmm. And our facilities, onshore processing facilities, have more than enough capability to um, receive the production you're now sending onshore? The, the thing we're having, and when we always talk to people about why we keep the wells choked back, um, so an example with Gulich, uh, too well, it has a 2000 uh, PSI reservoir pressure. West Akachoka has 1640 PSI. So there's no way we could produce Gulich at its maximum because it would back out some of the other production from, say, West Akachoka or Akachoka 3. And even, the, even at that, though, we're still, uh, it was initially, initially put on at 6 million cubic feet per day, which roughly is double what the other wells were put on. Okay. And a lot of the future drilling, we should note uh, from a balance sheet perspective, you've already prepaid for a lot of your consumables and future expenditures, even this year, right? And and that's part of the issue is that, you know, when we, one minute we're positive, so we get a cash call, we're positive cash, and then we do the work and we use the consumables and then we have a negative balance. Then we get a cash call and it becomes positive again. And the reason for that is, like you mentioned, we on our own dollar because we didn't want to have delays, purchased all the casing, all the mud and so on, all the consumables, and at a 100% dollar, and we don't get the 51% back until we cash call um, our partner after the well is done. And the sidetracks came after the fact. So the sidetracks developed because when we perforated the wells, we noticed that there were zones that weren't properly perforated. When we did the fishing job in Akachoka 3, we were lucky, but it could have gone the other way. So we thought no more fishing for, you know, stuff in the borehole. We're just going to do a sidetrack. So for that, we had to purchase additional long lead items like a whip stock and so on. But predominantly, most of the stuff, even for the sidetracks, we already already have in our um, uh, shore base. Okay, so we have the cash and no future financings planned. Or in the works right now, just for investors like myself that have held on to the shares for a while. Uh, yeah, right now the price the price is just too too low. It's, you know, like we're in the forty cents. Um, the, like the news releases, like 
these two wells and also the reserve report the update next week should bring the price up. I mean, people people are not going to be able to deny the fact that we have something here. It's not just 20 BCF, right? It's it is a nice. We're going to be a major supplier for Turkey, and that's part of Europe. So we're also a major gas supplier then for for Europe. And you also have a one TCF coal bed methane project in uh, Bulgaria. Any movement there, Art, or getting any calls on that project? I'm sure maybe we were getting some calls, but the deal they were offering just weren't weren't good enough. So I think with that one. We looked at it, and any work we do now, we won't start getting return for you know three, four years. And the idea would be to focus our attention on SESB because you can see we grew from 20 BCF to 48, and now on the the, the update January, where people will see we've also have grown, and without imagination, they can see we could keep growing. So our dollars right now are better spent in SESB and around SESB. Excellent. Well, congratulations. You're four for four. I hope you're, uh, yep. what would that be? 11 for 11 this year. The website is trillionenergy.com. On the CSA, you can find it on, under the ticker TCF and on the OTC TRLEF. Thanks for this update today, Art. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own 
own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.